Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do Ooh. it. Hi, I'm a great jump founder of the British Blacklist. Please, could you introduce yourself? Uh, hi there. My name's uh, Jimmy Akumbola. I'm an actor and producer. I'm the co-founder of Triforce Creative Network. And yeah, it's a pleasure to be speaking to you. It's been a long time. It's been a massively long time. Hold on, is that all you do? I feel like there should be some more because you do so much. Okay, well, co-founder of Triforce Creative Network, we produce Monologue Slam, which is a free actor showcase for actors to be seen by uh, agents, managers, casting directors, producers, helping people improve their careers. We also do the Triforce Short Film Festival, which we do at BAFTA and sometimes at the BFI, which again is about helping filmmakers be seen, not just emerging filmmakers, filmmakers that have also been in the business for quite a few years, but to be seen by the gatekeepers, the right people, people that can give them funding, people that can help them with that next project. And we do the Writer Slam, which is a, a similar program like Monologue Slam, but creating a platform for writers to be seen by people like Amazon, Netflix, BBC, to write 15 pages, which enables it to be inclusive for everybody. We're really proud that we've had lots of outcomes where writers have gone on to get representation, right on shows like Wolf Blood, we've had Sophie Petzl. From Monologue Slam, we've had successes like Jazz Deal, who's in EastEnders, or Chizaka Doody, that was in Holby City. From that, we created Dandy, which is all about being a recruitment service. And obviously, I know you've had a lot of conversations about diversity, inclusion behind the camera. And so Dandy was set up to address that. And uh, we've been working with all sorts of people helping the industry. Again, if you've been in the business for 15, 20 years and you're being treated like you are a newbie, that's a really disrespectful. Like, yeah, if you're a head of department, but you're being asked to do a, I don't know, a scheme, you know, we're tired of that. And so Dandy was a great way for us to utilize the creative talent that we've developed over the years, but also those that we know and that we've worked with. And so when you see a statement, where are all the diverse creatives, contact us at Dandy and then we will work with you. And so you're right. Yeah, we, we, we do quite a lot. I'm saying, see, that was an intro. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was putting your accolades into the lights and everything no, like that. Um, no, so thank you. Um, give me a sentence which best describes where, you know, best describes your life today. Oh, wow. A sentence. Yes. Um, a word or a sentence, either. Either or. Blessed. <laughs> I was trying to do a sentence. That's good. And if I could put like a bracket behind that because of, you know, where we all are in the world. There's a lot of been going on this year. I think it's really important to count your blessings, even in those moments of pain and loss. And in, and in those moments where we all feel like we don't know what tomorrow looks like, I still think it's tricky. People might look at other people, oh, you've got it going on, you're okay. But we're all in a tough position. And so uh, I count myself uh, blessed to be able to do this interview, but to also still be able to, do, to work and to help create some sort of change within our industry via uh, Triforce Creative Network and via our latest uh, commission. Sorry, I didn't know. Yes, very good. I mean, you're in LA. How has this moment of time been? Everyone's trying to work out how to do better. How are you personally? And how has this world yeah. changing and going crazy affected you? I feel very depleted. I feel tired in terms of this year has taken out of all of us and actually required us to be so strong mm. at a time where it was a KO. I think by the time we got to April, 
everybody was flat out. But so for myself, how am I? I'm trying to embrace this global change. And yet at the same time, I'm sort of feeling the, the weight of everything. You know, the personal stuff, unfortunately, my family's lost people this year. But then also, in some ways, I think the triggering of the murders of George Floyd, the systemic issues within our countries and our industries, with the work that we've been doing, yourself, I include you in this, you just get on with it, you know? It's got to be done. We're not down the doors. We do what we can. We get setbacks here, left, right, and center. And I feel like this universal pause that we all had in our lives, suddenly I was just like, whew, that's a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Working in this space and having to be able to get back up and attack the multiple issues day after day, year after year, and sometimes only taking one step or an inch forward and then sometimes five, six, seven steps back. Even though there's positives in it, there's beautiful moments, but to be constantly holding that. And once everything stopped, my analogy is like, you're up a high mountain and you look down and you're like, wow, I've been climbing up that mountain with all these rucksacks on my back, you know? Yeah. And yet I wouldn't have it any other way. But when I read stuff like Steve McQueen, you know, you look at, his journey and what he's doing. And it's really great because people can say, well, you're an Oscar winner, would you know? He's like, yeah. you don't know his story. You don't know his journey. David Oloshoga as well. You're like, look what he's saying, you know? And then, and then you look at someone like Noel Clark. And I know I'm focused within our industry, but that's across our whole country in different sectors. Yeah. And there's a sense of being okay to acknowledge that. In amongst all of this, tell us how sorry I didn't know come about because it's been a long time that this need to define and clarify British Black identity. So sorry I didn't know, it's perfect timing. So how did that come about? There's quite a journey to it. I remember meeting a, a producer from the ITV, uh, let's say 2015, and uh, I invited him to come and see uh, Monologue Slam. Yeah. And that was a way to see a snippet of what we do, but I thought he was a commissioner for drama or comedy and at that point we had recently uh, launched our production company uh, mm -hmm. Triforce Productions so I was like well come and see what we do and then let's have a conversation about commissioning one of our comedy or drama series on our slate and he came he had a great time watching Monologue Slam but he was like look guys I love what you're doing but I don't do scripted I do uh, sort of ent entertainment shows so we were like oh gosh <laughs> but at the same time oh thanks for coming but in the back of my head I was like oh man Eight months later or a year later, this producer got back in touch. They were doing a BAME season. Yes, I know we're not really using that term anymore, but mm -hmm. that's what it was called. ITV2 were commissioning a selective amount of scripted shows and they had a slot for an entertainment show. And so when you get that email from a commissioner saying, do you have anything, you know, in the entertainment <laughs> uh, sector, you go... Yes, or that's what Fraser did. Fraser Ayers, my business partner. He was like, yes, we've got a great idea. We've got quite a few couple of things that we want to pitch to you. So Fraser went away and he basically created Sorry I Didn't Know off the back of everything we have been doing as a company, which has been about addressing equality, diversity and inclusion, and by making it mainstream, you know, and so it's accessible to everybody, but with a vision of excellence. And so you can say those words, but until you hear the pitch from Fraser pitching you a comedy panel show that is different to QI, you know, have I got news for you? 
but is about black history. And within that, you're doing something that's never been done before, but also within the creating of the show, you're having two women that are captains. That's never really been done before, unless it's a special episode because Man and Man is busy. (laughs) And then also you've got someone like me in the chair, you know, a man that happens to be black. And within that, it's still inclusive. We still have an array of different people on our panels, but the majority of the panelists are black. And yet we are having a, a wink, a nod at our industry and this old school format that's been going on from the 70s. So Fraser pitched this in a much more succinct way. And I was like, that sounds amazing. Are you sure there's nothing else like this out there? He's like, no. I was like, okay, let's do it, let's go. And the commission came from ITV too. Yet we always knew it was a mainstream ITV one show, but this is where the opportunity is. So we thought, let's you know smash it out of the park and then we go over to ITV one. Out of all the pilots, Al's probably got the most positive responses. And yet, I can't remember what the response was, but it was a bit like, we don't think this is right for our audiences or our audiences respond to this. And, and we couldn't believe it. And not only that, we went everywhere else and we got like the similar type of vibe. And, and I say we couldn't believe it, but at the same time, we're like, of course, we've been doing this for over 15 years. This is a clear indication of the state of our industry. So four years, we kept trying in the middle of the peak moment, I think, of the pandemic. I went through a stage of just couldn't engage with people, be on social media. I was being hard on myself. Why? Uh, because I started doubting if I'm doing enough. And it was at that time, again, the videos of the pain that you've seen online, people are going at each other as well. You know, there was the divisive and there's a lot of division calling out, ah, Akua, what are you doing? You've got this platform, are you doing enough? Do you know what I mean? A black square is not like, it was almost like we were attacking each other. And I remember in the middle of grieving as well. And I remember just going, I've got to check out, man. I'm, um, this is too much for me. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm not doing enough right in this moment. I went on the march uh, for Tra- to Trafalgar Square, but what's that? Is that enough? Mm-hmm. And then I saw John Boyega do his passionate speech and, and it really hit me. I really saw what he was doing and what was happening in that moment. And then I asked myself, well, am I doing enough? And then after sitting with it for a while, I was like, Jimmy, what the hell are you talking about? You are doing a lot. And I remember John posted something from someone else about lanes. You know, everybody's got their own lane. What you do is different from what I'm doing, but you're doing your thing to help change for the cause. And I remember seeing this sort of, this post and I'm going, yes, Jimmy, chill out. For over 15 years, you guys have been doing stuff in the space and helping a lot of people, a lot of organizations, you know what I mean? You're doing great work. So first of all, chill, but then also I think it woke me up to go, well, what else can you do? Yeah. And I looked at myself and I was like, well, look, I'm in a position, I'm in a hit show called Kate and Koji, which is on ITV. It's coming back for a second season. Woo-hoo. You know, thank you. I've got a relationship with ITV now. This is about the third or second project that I've done with them. So if we are in this space of having these uncomfortable conversations or these important, necessary conversations with a different energy and spirit about it, then let's do it. And so I just contacted ITV and I asked for a meeting via Zoom and I sent the links to, sorry, I didn't know, the 2016 pilot. And I said, I want to talk about this. And I want to talk about some other projects as well. I was like, 
<laughs> why the door's open. And it was good. I was able to be really honest. I was acknowledging all the great work ITV had done at that point. This was before, uh, you, know, you know, taking out the ads in the Metro and whatnot, but they were still saying a lot. And they commissioned quite a few things, the short films. But I was like, if true change is going to happen, then it has to be beyond just one little thing here and there. Even more so now, this show that we've created is important and it's, it needs to happen. It's all about timing. Because I was going to say, how did you convince ITV? Because I know a lot of creatives have said that. It's difficult to get their stuff on ITV and ITV's got that Middle England audience that we feel aren't really interested in. And when people saw Four Black Women on Loose Women, it was a little bit like, oh my gosh, it's too much. Get them off my screen, there's too much. It's interesting that one, you've got that relationship with ITV, which helped. You've done a pilot before and it was, it was successful. There's a journey to getting these things in on TV and it's not as easy as that. So it's interesting that, you know, you had patience, you bided your time, but also were ready to jump and say, look, this is needed now. And we provided you something so there's no, you've got less excuses. So yeah. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You're right, timing, you know, and I've been quoting this a lot this year. Without uh, without struggle, there's no progress, Mr. Douglas, Frederick Douglas. And yet, also, I had to acknowledge the different hats, the work I had been doing as an actor, you know. Um, Even doing something like Kate and Koji for that ITV audience, you know, playing uh, a character that happens to be a doctor, he happens to be African. Is a is asylum seeker and just like politically, what that show's doing, you know, it's got that almost that traditional old school vibe about it. But it's a new comedy show, but it, it's actually a bit of a sleeper hit because within the dialogue and the issues that we we address, it's game changing in some way. Well, I love the fact that there's a comedy comedic element to Sorry I Didn't Know. I mean, obviously, game shows and talk shows like a game show like these do have the comedy element, but because so much of what's going on right now isn't funny and the erasure of our history isn't funny at all. So how did you even manage to strike the balance? Because like you're saying with um, Koji, it's an old school sitcom style. Then you've got the kind of political commentary that doesn't beat people over the head. Was that a conscious decision in even with um, Sorry I Didn't Know? Finding a way to incorporate education, but also having fun. No, thank you. And again, hats off to Fraser for that. You know, he's, you know, being a writer as well, those nuances, you know, he's cleverly put them into the show. If the show, if you view the show as a, as a scripted show, then all those bits are there. What I feel has happened a lot this year is a lot of things are focused on trauma, you know? Yeah. And so once we started going, well, let's, you know, let's not ignore it, but let's put it to the side as much as possible. And let's focus on pioneers, you know what I mean? Our amazing, you know, females and kings, queens, our inventors, our like, let's really highlight and celebrate ourselves. Then suddenly what you talked about, that becomes a bit easier, you mm-hmm. know? And, and, and actually you realize that's something that has always been part of what we do as Trifles Creative Network. You know, like we, 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 do, we do monologue slam, we have 20 actors. But we're not saying this is the diverse showcase. We're like, no, this is monologue slam. Everyone's welcome. Everyone's on it. But if when you look at the audience, you know what I mean, and the and the type of actors that are on stage, you're like, ah, okay, I, this is this is true inclusion, you know. And and so I think what happened to us after ITV uh, agreed to do it, we were also about like we want to make it our way, but we want you to support us. Then you're getting into nurture. 
nurturing, support, give us proper budget, you know, really hear us and believe in our project. I always use the Michaela Cole, McTaggart speech when she talks about when she had so much feedback into her early stages of her work, it was almost like she was making something that's, that wasn't hers anymore. So as actors as well, we've been in those positions and as a writer, Fraser, so we just used all our life experience and our experience in the industry to go, how can we, in a clever, nuanced way, put all this in a show and to the point where you almost don't recognize it, but it, and it goes very quick. Even as something like a lot of these male sort of other shows, there's a massive competitive element. And with our show, it's not really there. It's, it's more about the education, the, the enlightening, you know what I mean, the entertaining and the last, but underneath that, you're just getting gems and gems and gems of knowledge. And what we want is families, all families, no matter your age, your, age, your gender, your race, shouting at the screen with answers that they think they know, and as well as Googling. We're in a time now we've got Google. And I love it online when people are like, oh man, I've never Googled so much on a show, you know? And um, that's what I was going to ask you, sorry. So, um, so obviously the issue is the lack of black, British black history being taught in schools. So how much did, sorry, I didn't know, alert you to how much you didn't know? Or were you pleasantly surprised? Are you a geek, history geek, and you knew all the answers, most of the answers? No, I, I, I was surprised. <laughs> you know, I, I felt like there was, a, there was a certain amount that I knew because when I was young, I remember I had to go and search for it because I wasn't being yes. taught at school. And then there was times where I was like, really? Do you know what I mean? Where I found myself going, oh, let me make sure this is correct, you know? And, and again, you just go, well, that's how deep it is. If, if things have always stayed the same, and if you're not like a history buff and, you know, a nerd, then we are limited. And if you blow that up, though, in terms of uh, TV representation and in a show like this, it's like, well, well we've all been conditioned like this. Like, why is this the first? 2020, why is this the first? And why is it that schools are still only doing a week or a day? I speak to my nephew, he's 10. He's like, oh, we do two days every year, you yeah. know? And, you, and then you've got the Akala book coming out. He talks about his experience. And, and you go, actually, for us to really understand why we're all here, you need to make sure the full extent of history is being taught. Yeah. You know I mean? and, I, and I think that will help this sort of multicultural society get even more closer. I think it would chop up the Brexit vibes here and there and, and look at racism. But if you don't give people the full picture, then, then of course not, that's not gonna happen. Knowing that as a black man, as a, you know, being diverse and just going, well, we're in a position to really get all of this out and on TV in a way where we're not hitting you over the head with it. We aren't hiding it either. It's unapologetic, it's funny, it's tongue in cheek. But underneath that, we are going, look, well, the education system. Can we look at that? <laughs> you did mention Triforce Film Festival. How have you guys pivoted for this year? What's happening? Uh, unfortunately, we decided early on that we were going to postpone it, you know, okay. so we're not going to do it this year, you know, to do it online. We just felt like a lot of the work we do is live. It's about creating that spirit. Yeah. And also we just needed to take a break. And so we're coming back bigger and stronger next year. And the same, we're waiting to see how things pan out with Monologue Slam. And um, but we're still doing Writer Slam at the moment with Amazon and Dandy, the recruitment service for diverse and inclusive talent still happening. We are still very busy and we're going to keep championing diversity and inclusion and be daring, creative and I don't know, try and 
you know, be disruptors as well and pioneers. <laughs> What's next for you? Uh, so I don't think you're doing it. And this is like your on-screen work. Uh, Kate and Koji, yeah, two. Um, waiting on if in the long run four is happening uh, with Sky. We're also working on a documentary, uh, Trifles oh. Productions. I've got a great documentary that we're going to be working on next year. And also I'm in the middle of just creating a few other projects. I want to be an actor to the day I die, but I do love that creative producer uh, side of myself. I do love making things happen. That sounds curious. Yeah, watch this space. I'm teasing you, teasing yeah. you, watch this space. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where can, so sorry, I didn't know. Uh, watch all four episodes yeah. in the ITV hub. Is it forever or is it for a limited time like BBC? I think it's for, I think it's for a limited time, but obviously we didn't make this show just for October, you know, of Black course. History is every day. So <laughs> we are really pushing for the show to come back for a season two outside of October. We would either have like 10 or 12 episodes, have invite all other bigger names on it, and then come back for a special in October and a special at Christmas. So that's the plan. And I'm, I'm hoping ITV will grant us with our, our wish and, you know, continue to back us. Yeah, man, we hope so too. It's really important and um, we appreciate it. It's great fun. Thank you for always supporting. Seriously, really appreciate it. You guys keep me busy. <laughs> <laughs> you keep yourself busy. I'll see you soon. All right, my love. Take care. Thank you.